I'm Michelle Stevenette, and you're listening to Mind Body Boss, episode 63, My Future Self. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast, friend. Can I just say that last week's episode on body image with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife, we just call her JFF. <laughs> That's fine with you all, JFF. I loved chatting with her. There, I got lots of comments and buzz and conversations from that episode. And in fact, here's a little clip from my dear friend, Eva, who lives in Finland. So... I love the realization of the Jennifer Finlayson Five show that in order to have your daughter to feel good about themselves, it's not in re- relation of how much you praise her, but how she observes you talking about yourself to yourself and complaining about you to the mirror. That's kind of revolutionary to every woman to know, every mother to know. I can use that with my nieces. I'm not mom. But still, I can be a good influence. So I think we do need to talk more about this subject. I have had more thoughts since last week and more conversations, particularly about how to teach your kids about these things. I have a couple of dear friends that have both reached out to me like, how do we how do we talk to our kids without you know, creating new problems by trying to correct, you know, um, different things. And particularly, I think in the culture that we live in, and even the culture within the church, um, I think that there maybe are some misunderstandings, or at least differing opinions, for sure, about a lot of things, especially when it comes to, you know, what, what is, what is modesty and things like that. So I think we do need another episode. So if you have wisdom to share, or if you have thoughts about this or questions or comments or any of that, will you leave me a voice message? I would really love to hear what you have to say. And if you think you need more than one minute, because it will cut you off after a minute, just know that you're going to have to do a second recording if you want it to be included in the podcast, or you're welcome to also just shoot me an email, go to my website, hit the contact button, and you can type up for as long as you want. But let's talk more about this, right? Yeah? Okay, let's do it. So today's episode was inspired by actually a number of little events over the past several months, and they've all kind of come together and culminated, leading me to choose this topic of future me or future self today. And so some of those little events or things that have happened are things like questions I've received about becoming a coach or emails to me asking about um, getting coached by me. And it also includes just some realizations that I've come to understand about myself um, over the last several months. So I wanted to share with you two mindsets and three strategies to consider or uh, when you think about your future. And in so doing, I'm also going to give you all just a little peek inside what's going on for me and my business plans and the future that I'm working to create moving forward. So two mindsets and three strategies are coming up here. So here's the thing. I used to think that adults had it all figured out. Didn't you think this way too? (laughs) That adults were kind of done becoming who they were becoming. And I can totally see that that is totally not the truth anymore. Um, I was talking to my son yesterday. He is currently serving 
um, in Chile. He's serving a mission for our church, and his birthday is next week. He's turning 21, and he we were talking about his birthday, and he's like, I still feel like I'm eight. And then he's like, well, I feel like I'm 18 still. I'm like, yeah, I do too, actually. <laughs> like you still, you still kind of feel whatever age you feel. And I mean, not entirely. I do feel a lot more equipped to handle life now than when I was 18, thank heavens. But in many ways, I feel like I'm the same person in many ways. And there is that constant part of me, my eternal part of me, my spirit. And it's that same person. And I do hear people oftentimes, you probably do too, as they get older, they talk about how they just don't have the same energy as when they were younger. And, you know, that makes sense for lots of reasons. But I've also noticed that even though I'm getting older, (laughs) I'm 43, but when I engage in things that light me up, it actually gives me more energy. And I have begun to really believe that we have more capacity to create energy within ourselves than we probably understand or give ourselves credit for. So I want to talk about that just a little bit. If there's something that lights you up that you get excited about and you want more of it in your life, um, or maybe you're thinking about becoming a coach or whatever, I'm going to share these two mindsets and three strategies that I really recommend considering as you kind of think about your future self or go forward. Okay, so here's the first mindset. Number one, when it comes to making decisions like whether to be a coach, for example, there's really no right or wrong decision. It's simply what you want to do. We get to make decisions and we only make them right or wrong by how we choose to think about it. I've talked about this before. Um, But if you want to make a job change, or maybe you're trying to decide where to go to school or where you should live or any other of those type of decisions, just know that this is just part of agency and you get to choose what you want and you get to choose what you want to think about your choice. And don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that we should dismiss prayer and personal revelation and guidance that way. But what I am saying is that we ultimately get to choose. And a lot of the time, these kind of choices are really up to us. And when I was thinking about becoming a coach, I researched several different programs. I requested information. I got on the phone. I talked to different representatives, asked all my questions. And then I chose the program that I felt like was the best fit for me. And I am pleased with the program I chose. But at the same time, I do think that I could have been pleased with many of the programs that I was considering. So I don't know that there was a single right decision, so to speak. I think that I could have honestly had the same um, results regardless of which program I chose. And I believe that most of the time this is true. I feel like our decisions that we make are just part of our path. It's part of our experience. And there's something we can gain regardless of which path we choose. And of course, this does not apply to like unsupportive or harmful behaviors. You know, what I'm talking about applies to the kinds of decisions like where to live, where to go to school, what kind of job to take. And I think as we make those decisions in life, we can decide that they were always the right decision, even if we decide to do something different later. So, For example, say you 
have chosen a certain line of work. And then later down the road, you're like, I want to choose a different line of work. That doesn't mean that it was wrong for you to choose the line of work that you started in. Maybe that was something you needed in order to understand where your strengths really lie. Or maybe you needed the relationships or the experiences or the connections or the understanding, the things that you gained from that. Maybe you needed those in order to then move on to the next thing. So even if you choose something different later, it still doesn't necessarily mean that you have to make it mean that it was the wrong choice in the first place. Just a really small example, we got running boards for our SUV recently and my husband was debating over which ones to get. He would like look at the pictures and try and picture it and he just deliberated ad nauseum, I might say, <laughs> on which ones to get. And even after he had made the decision, he still was asking me, so do you think we should get this one or this one? And he had already made the decision. And, and when I found that out, I was like, wait, you already made the decision and you're still asking me? Like his brain was still in kind of this thought loop of like trying to decide what, you know, what if I like this one better or whatever. And I said, how are you going to know if you made the right choice? And he's like, yeah, I know, I know. It's because I decide that. So I'm like, yes, because you just decide to like the ones that you choose. And that's it. That's the only thing that makes it right is you choosing that it was the right choice, that you like your choice. All right, so that's mindset number one is just know there's no right or wrong. It's all trial and error and it's fine. Just, just go. <laughs> mindset number two is that the process is the point. There's really not a point in our life where we're done. We're always a work in progress. And yes, we might hit certain milestones or we might accomplish certain goals, but the point is not that. The point is the process of what you're experiencing along the way. Um, It's to be doing and being who you want to be and doing what you want to do along the way, not just hitting a milestone every now and again. And parts of the process are still going to be challenging. Even if it's something that you love, there's going to be parts about it that are challenging. And are you willing to experience discomfort? Brooke Castillo teaches that discomfort is the currency for achieving our goals. And are you willing to experience discomfort in order to achieve what you want to achieve? So you have to go into it knowing in advance that even though it might seem super exciting in the beginning, there are going to be parts that are going to be uncomfortable. There are going to be parts that are going to feel challenging. And are you all in? Are you willing to be a little uncomfortable (laughs) or a lot uncomfortable? Are you willing to experience discomfort in order to accomplish what you want? Are you all in? for that process. Um, Because a lot of times those goals do seem super exciting and fun in the beginning. And we have no idea what it takes really. Like we might see, I've heard this example before of like a snowboarder and we're like, that looks super fun. I want to do that. And so we strap on a snowboard and we have no idea what it takes to be a snowboarder until we give it a try. And now we're like, oh, I'm really incompetent. And this is hard. And if you just give up right then, then you never get to experience that that joy, right? But you have to be willing to go through the discomfort of the trying. And if you keep at it, it does get easier eventually, right? We start getting new skills and we, we come, become a little more competent. And eventually we can become competent enough that it doesn't take much effort at all. And we become totally competent at this, right? So you choose your goal and then you decide that you're going to just stick to it, even though it might be hard, even though there might be challenging things and it might not be as fun as you thought in the beginning. And even if you might have to adjust the time frame or whatever, you might sometimes have to adjust, just stay in it until you reach it. And one thing that I've learned is then once you've reached your goal, 
that is when you give yourself the liberty to decide if you want to continue down that path or choose something different. But make sure that you allow yourself to accomplish the thing that you set out to do. So that's mindset number two. The process is the point. Process is the point. Okay, are you ready for some strategies? I've got three of them. So the first strategy is this. It's really helpful to have some foundational ideas of what you want to be experiencing in your life. So this is where you use your imagination, access your imagination to consider what would your dream life look like if there was no limitations, no obstacles, like what would your dream life look like? What do you want to be experiencing? Um, there's a book that you might want to check out. It's called Designing Your Life. Maybe you've heard of it. They use design principles to build your life, your career into what, what it is that you want to be experiencing. And it's super interesting. Anyways, I, I recommend it. And the more you use your imagination, the more your body is going to start practicing feeling the feelings that you want to experience. And that creates sort of a, a blueprint actually for making it a reality. And scriptures teach us that things are created spiritually first before they're created physically. And I totally believe that our thoughts do this for us, that everything starts with a thought. We create it spiritually in our minds and we create that sort of emotional blueprint in our body. And then that's what has to happen before it becomes a reality. Um, yesterday I went to lunch with a business consultant and he said something I hadn't heard before, which was kind of fun. I liked, he said, when you write down your ideas, your thoughts become your prisoners. <laughs> and, and, and I, this is, I believe in a good way. They become tangible. They stick, you have them. And otherwise a lot of times our ideas just kind of come and go and we forget them. So maybe write them down. I think the designing your life um, process, that book has you do a lot of exercises where you write things. And so write them down, get those little thoughts um, to be more tangible and you don't forget them. And as you create these images in your mind, you do create that emotional blueprint. It's actually like a chemical signature in your body of what you're imagining. And it makes it much more likely than to manifest in a physical way. So that's strategy number one is use your imagination and get things down on paper. Okay. Strategy number two, get to know what your unique skills and talents and abilities are. I know a lot of times we're like, I don't have any, <laughs> I don't know what mine are. And this is, um, where I think sometimes those sort of online quizzes or personality profiles, they can sometimes be helpful and guiding. Um, but if you can find out what your unique skills and talents and ability are, that can be really helpful in guiding and directing where you can be of the greatest service, the greatest good, where you can contribute in a way that feels fun for you. And so <laughs> one, uh, another resource, and I don't get anything for mentioning these things, by the way, but there's another resource that you might enjoy. It's called um, Strengths Finder. Maybe you've heard of it as well, but it's an online quiz and they find your strengths and um, they have outlined like 34 strengths and then they tell you what yours are when you do this quiz. And the reason I really like this one, um, and it does cost money by the way, but again, I don't get any financial benefit from it for mentioning here, but I like it because it identifies strengths that you might not commonly think of as strengths. Things like includer or learner or futuristic. Like these are some of, some of my strengths and it tells you kind of how they can show up in sort of a work or life situation. So you can see how they would apply in like a work situation, what you might want to do with your, your career. So 
if you're not going to take a quiz or anything like that, that's totally fine. But consider like, what is, what are things that you secretly think you might be really good at? What things kind of light you up? Like, do you like the idea of working with people one-on-one or do you prefer working solo or do you want to work in a team or a group? Um, maybe think about the things that you love doing when you were growing up and maybe it was a sport or something, but what was it about that activity that you enjoyed? Was it um, being part of a group with a common purpose? Did that kind of light you up or was it, were you a leader? Were, did you love kind of being the leader of a team? Think about those things and what lights you up. And that will help give you a direction of where your skills and talents really lie. I heard this story from uh, Mark Butler. He's a CFO of Jody Moore as well as Life Coach School. And I might be butchering the story, but I'm going to tell the best that I remember it. But he shared the story about the Dilbert creator, and I can't remember what his name is. But he said, you know, I'm not the very best, and he named a few things. I'm not the very best cartoonist. I'm not the very best, I don't know what they were, maybe producer, not the best, whatever. But he he said, I might be in the top 25% of all of those things. So we put them all together and we created Dilbert and it was a screaming success. And so I like to think about that. Like, what are the things that you think you might be really good at and kind of combine them all together? And how do you create that into your contribution, your purpose, your future that you're going to love? Um, or what do you go to sleep thinking about? That was another thing he asked. What do you go to sleep thinking about? So as I've considered these things for myself, the things that really light me up and bring energy for me, because there's are things that totally drain your energy, right? But the things that give me energy are public speaking and teaching group fitness classes. Those things really light me up. I can totally coach one-on-one as well. However, I've discovered that speaking and teaching live classes is where I feel like I can make my strongest contribution and that is where I feel the most energized. And so I have felt more called to that than anything else. And the only way I could have really discovered that was to try other things. And I am so grateful for all of the clients that I've had the privilege of coaching, all of the amazing people I've met in the process of that. And at this point, I've tapered off from private coaching in order just to more fully explore opportunities of speaking and teaching in other formats. And it's just part of the process of becoming who I want to become and discover what I feel called to do and where my strengths really lie. And this doesn't mean I'll never private coach again. Maybe I will open that up again. But for right now, my goals, I've decided I'm just going to gear them towards speaking and teaching. So, and I do want to offer additional support because there are those of you that have reached out and asked me about um, being coached and I am wanting to serve you. I do want to help. And so I'm considering offering an online course in the near future. And um, if that's something of interest, I would love to hear from you. And if you want to be a beta tester, be sure to stay tuned for those details. In fact, I will be offering it first to those who are subscribed to uh, Monday Mindsets. It's a weekly text. So if you're not already subscribed and you want to get a little nugget of wisdom from me every Monday, I'll text it to you. All you have to do is just text the word Monday to 484848 and you'll be opted in. You'll get a text from me every Monday. Um, I do have to say message and data rates may apply. You can always reply stop to opt out. So online course is in the pipeline. And if you want to be in, make sure you subscribe so you'll know about that. I will mention it on the podcast as well. Um, Frankel says that we detect rather than invent our missions in life. We detect rather than invent our missions in life. And I believe this is largely evident 
by how we might feel called to something. And I feel like speaking sort of chose me. Like I didn't entirely choose it. I feel like it's, it's choosing me. And so that's the direction I'm headed now is to do more live speaking. That said, if you have an event you want me to come to, I'm, I'm your person. Go to my website, hit contact, and let's make it happen. Okay, so recap. Strategy one was using your imagination to create you, to create your future self. And strategy number two, get to know your unique strengths and gifts and what lights you up. What lights you up? Okay, strategy number three. This is the last one. Think about what gifts you can give to your future self. Um, there's a really awesome podcast episode by Brooke Castillo. It's from the Life Coach School podcast. It's episode 281. I'll link to it in show notes. But you guys, it's such a great episode. She talks all about the choices that we made in the past and how they affect us today. And I think of it, there's long-term, but there's also short-term ways that this really serves us. Like, for example, I went out of town last week and I made sure, which I like to do when I go out of town, I like to clean my house. So when I come home, I've got a clean house to walk into. And so whenever I have the opportunity to do that and I walk into a clean home, I'm like, thank you, Michelle, from last week for cleaning the house. So you got to have this experience of walking into a tidy space. And that's just a little gift that I like to give to my future self. Um, Then there's also more long-term gifts. Like taking care of my skin or flossing my teeth or just working out relatively consistently. I am so grateful for my 35-year-old self who started working out consistently because I hadn't really been but prior to that. It was sort of off and on, different seasons I would or wouldn't. But starting at around age 35 is when I started working out consistently. And even though one workout doesn't seem like it's doing anything, one plus one plus one plus one and you add it up over the weeks and months and years and you guys I've been able to stay in fairly good shape I feel like and I'm so grateful for my past self for making those workouts happen um, so think about what gifts you can give to your future self maybe it's just those little tiny habits of having a wind down ritual at night or having a meditation opportunity or an opportunity to ponder or study or journal like all of these little things that serve us, they do service in the moment, but they really in the long term add up in service in the future as well. And so what little gifts can you give to that future version of you? I would totally recommend go listening to that podcast episode. Again, it's Life Coach School episode 281. Super good episode. Go check it out. Okay, so I have an exercise for you to try. And she mentions this in the episode as well. But she talks about writing a letter to yourself from your future self. And I think there's some awesome power in tapping into that wisdom so that you kind of get a sneak peek at what is available to you. And we all have kind of inner wisdom. And when you can get into that future version of you and see what wisdom there is, I think it's super powerful. And some it be might be easier to start with writing a letter to your past self, like your teenager self, and be like, you know, share your nuggets of wisdom to them. But if you can jump ahead in your mind to that future version of you, what would they have to tell you now? The future version of you that has something figured out that you haven't, that you're still in the process of figuring out right now, whether it's how to kick sugar or whether it's losing some weight or whether it's organizing your home or whether it's whatever your goal might be, whether, you know, maybe you're wanting to build a business, maybe you're wanting to go to school. Like what would that version of you that achieved that tell you it today? I think that's pretty powerful. All right. Another version of that concept is to just (laughs) behave 
in your life or as though there was a camera crew following you. So it's like you're the hero or heroine of some movie, a documentary, and what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to face your challenges? They are following you. (laughs) And you're going to come out on top. But imagine that this is the story of your life and it is being documented. And how how do you navigate it? So I don't know, just some fun mindsets to think about. Okay, here's a quick recap. Mindset number one, there's no right or wrong choices. You make it right or wrong by how you choose to think about it. Mindset number two, the process is the point. There's going to be some discomfort along the way, but that's the process is the point. There's no final destination. We're always a work in progress. And then here's the three strategies. Strategy one, use your imagination. Get into those feelings ahead of time. Feel the gratitude for what you've achieved ahead of time. Feel the confidence ahead of time. Like let yourself experience it in the present. Strategy number two is get to know yourself. Find out what your strengths are, what what lights you up. Get to know the best use of your energy and your time and what is going to fuel you. Strategy number three is find those little gifts that you can give to your future self. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave me a voice message or send me an email with your comments on body image or any of those kinds of thoughts for an upcoming episode. I really would love to hear from you and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. so You never miss an episode and I will see you back here again next Wednesday. Hey, I am so glad you are here today. If you enjoyed this episode, will you please go and share it with someone and maybe leave a review? Let me know what you liked about it or tap a star. That would just be super cool of you. And you know what? If you have an event and you'd like me to come and speak at it, I would love to do that. You can contact me through my website, michellestevenette.com.